Hey everyone, Craig Baird here. Before I begin today's story, I want to take a moment and ask that you check me out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. There are several tiers with great benefits, from ad-free content to t-shirts and other cool stuff. And I have plenty of wonderful merch in my store, and the link is in my show notes. As well, if you're a fan of Canadian history, make sure you check out all of my shows, from John to Justin, Canadian History X, Canada, A Yearly Journey, and Pucks and Cups, along with Canada's Great War. And don't forget, you can also donate directly to the show at www.canadaehx.com. Just click Donate. It helps keep this show going. Okay, on with the show. I'm Craig Baird, and this is From John to Justin. We've now moved on to our fourth premiere of Nova Scotia. Over the course of the first decade of Nova Scotia, the province went through three premiers, which tends to be a lot in a decade. And I did scour the internet trying to find as much information as I possibly could, but once again, there wasn't a lot out there. Our fourth premier, Simon Holmes, took the province into the 1880s. He tried to make major changes, but was typically prevented from doing so. So let's talk about Simon Holmes, the fourth premier of Nova Scotia. Simon Hugh Holmes was born on July 30, 1831 in Springville, Nova Scotia. Holmes' grandparents emigrated to Nova Scotia from Scotland in 1803 with their son John. His father was John Holmes, who served in the Nova Scotia House of Assembly from 1836 to 1847 and from 1851 to 1855. He then served in the Legislative Council of Nova Scotia from 1858 to 1867, after Confederation, John Holmes was appointed to the Senate, serving until his death in 1876. Needless to say, Simon Holmes had a lot to live up to. As a child, Holmes attended school in Springville and in 1849 moved on to attend Pictou Academy. In 1858, Holmes founded the Colonial Standard, a paper he said was dedicated to the principles of true conservatism. With his paper, Holmes advocated for Nova Scotia to join Confederation. Despite his ardent support of Confederation, his newspaper actually maintained a fairly balanced approach when it came to the Confederation question. Once Nova Scotia joined Confederation in 1867, Holmes attempted to win a seat in the House of Assembly, but the Anti-Confederation Party was too popular at the time. Around this time, he also began studying law, and he became an attorney on August 9, 1864, and a barrister on April 10, 1865. Holmes succeeded in winning a seat in the legislature in 1871 and quickly became the de facto leader of the conservative opposition. On December 23, 1874, Holmes married Isabella Jane Little, with whom he had four daughters. One of his granddaughters actually married Robert Stanfield, another premier of Nova Scotia and leader of the opposition in Parliament during the 1960s and 1970s. I covered him way back when I was looking at all the opposition leaders in Canadian history. In the 1878 Nova Scotia general election, Holmes took his party to a resounding victory over the Liberals, gaining 19 seats to finish with 30, while the Liberals fell by 12 to finish with 8. Holmes was elected by acclamation in his riding, and there was an attempt to get an opposition to run against him, but this failed. Holmes was now the Premier of Nova Scotia, and he soon found that his work was cut out for him as the Treasury was depleted from the years the Liberals were in power. The 1878 budget had been spent, as well as the $156,000 subsidy and another $59,000 received from the federal government for railway stores. As Premier, Holmes passed legislation to create county governments, lengthened the training period for teachers, provided subsidized education for blind children, and improved mine safety in the province. 
The creation of a county system in 1879 was especially important as it lessened the financial burden for the government by making roads and bridges the responsibilities of the municipal government. Holmes stated in March 1879 that the revenue of the province, almost chiefly composed of the subsidy from the federal government, was insufficient to meet the requirements of the public service. At the time, he estimated the needful expenditure of the province was about $600,000, but revenue from the current arrangement was only $450,000. Through various measures, Holmes was able to decrease spending per capita from $10.03 to $5.65. Unfortunately, the upper house, which was dominated by liberals, often frustrated Holmes with the attempts to block him. To deal with the upper house, Holmes tried three times to abolish the legislative council, but failed each time. As Premier, Holmes was described as authoritarian, and that caused some in his own party to turn against him. In 1882, a caucus revolt started against Holmes, and on May 23rd of that year, he resigned as Premier, and as an MLA. He cited ill health as his reason to resign. He then took a position as a Crown Clerk in Halifax that paid quite well. He was making $3,000 per year. Keep in mind, he wouldn't make anything as Premier. He was also serving as the President of the Steelwacky Valley and Lansdowne Railway, he was later a promoter for the Midland Review. By the turn of the 20th century, he was quite wealthy and he often entertained lavish dinners at his home. And on October 14, 1919, at the age of 88, Holmes died in Halifax. So that's the story of Simon Holmes. Now the next premier is John Sparrow David Thompson. I won't be covering Thompson in the next episode though, as I covered him in the first season as Prime Minister. Instead, I'm going to be covering William Thomas Pipes, the 6th Premier of Nova Scotia instead. Information from Canadian Encyclopedia, Biography, Wikipedia, Montreal Gazette, and the Ottawa Daily Citizen. If this is your first time listening and you like what you heard, please take a moment and give us a 5-star review to help other people find these amazing stories. And there are so many you can sink your teeth into. We also love hearing from you, so if you have a show topic you want me to cover, email me at craig at canadaehx.com or stop by my website and social media. I'll include all of those links in the show notes.